Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Tamara, Dave, Commander Chris, coming to you from our world-famous Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we're going to be talking to another one of the uh, KCBS world champions here in a few minutes, um, Dennis Bauman. Is it Bauman or Bowman? Uh, Bowman. Okay, got it. We're going to be talking with Dennis <laughs> Bowman here. And uh, But first, we'd like to thank the folks at... Um, Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Uh, okay, Dennis Bowen, you are the current reigning world champ backyard chicken cooker. Is that correct? Yeah. You're guilty uh, of that? Actually, well, no, I'm, I'm actually the, uh, the KCBS just world champion um, overall just because of the uh, – so, we, so this year there was chicken and ribs, as you know. I think you interviewed Russ. Yeah, I did. Um, for, t- for the team of the year categories. And then this was also the very first year of the Invitational World Championship that we would all compete in. And so that's what I ended up winning to become the first, um, I guess, the first KCBS World Champion because it was the first World Championship contest there was. There you go. The titles get confusing. They, Absolutely. They, they really do, there. yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. You're the World Champion. So. Okay, let's start at the beginning here to give all of our listeners across the country a good idea. Do you do barbecue on a regular basis? Do you, um, are you just, are you a guy that goes from competition to competition or do you just do it whenever you want? Um, I'm constantly barbecuing and grilling stuff at home. I mean, I, uh, you know, once the competition season starts, um, I don't do, Obviously, I'm in the backyard division right now, and a, for the most part, a lot of the backyard guys don't travel quite to the level um, that a lot of the Master Sears cooks, where they're cooking, you know, 30, 40 weekends a year. Sure. Um, I think the the guy, the backyard cooks that are cooking a lot are probably doing, you know, 10 to 20 contests a year. Uh, last year, it was a little funky with, with COVID. In order to get more contests in, you had to travel a little further if you really wanted to hit those because a lot of stuff got um, canceled. But outside of competition, um, I'm con- I, I do a lot of cooks for people locally, um, barbecue here and there. And then obviously anytime I'm, uh, I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm grilling or barbecuing stuff at home sure. myself. Did you, did you start this as a kid? Was your family into outdoor barbecues or is this uh, something, Dennis, that you picked up along the way? Um, no, I kind of just picked it up myself. My, I've always loved the idea of grilling for whatever reason, even though I didn't really, really grow up around much barbecuing or grilling. We always had a gas grill and my, uh, my dad was just kind of known for just, you know, burning everything to charcoal basically, <laughs> um, that he'd put on there. I just remember just dried up hamburgers is you know, pretty much the only time we'd grill anything. Um, and, uh, it was when I, uh, it was when 2009, 2010, when barbecue pitmasters, the television show came sure. on. 
Um, and I got just hooked on that. The, the first season, I, I liked the first season a whole lot more than the three team format that eventually went to. Um, cause that first season, you know, they followed real KCBS competitions and right. the end competitions on there. Um, so anyways, I just got hooked watching that and I was like, Oh my God, I've never, I've never heard of such a thing. And at the time I was into grilling. I, I'd had my own just gas grill that I would do a lot of stuff in the backyard with. But sure. once I saw that, I had never smoked anything at that point. And that's when I kind of became fascinated with that whole idea started, started really looking into it at that point. Um, we're talking with Dennis Bowman from Bowman's Button Barbecue, and he's the uh, KCBS World Invitational Backyard Chicken Champion. Did I say it right that time? Or not just chicken. It was chicken and rib. Chicken and rib. Okay. Yep. Well, when they sent me the the information, it was kind of broken up, and it was like very <laughs> short descriptions. And I'm like, oh, my God. I guess well, I could have gone to the website and looked. but where it probably, yeah, Where they probably said, so I ended up winning. Um, that's probably where the chicken information was also coming from is so at the invitational, it was, uh, it, it was basically, like I said, it was the very first world championship of the backyard division and it was an invitational. So you had qualified to get invited and basically you had to place first place in chicken or ribs at a sanctioned competition that year, sure. um, in order to come. And so there were 30 teams that ended up qualifying and signing up. And, uh, and at the competition, we competed in chicken and ribs, and I ended up winning first place in both categories, which then obviously won me the grand championship there. There as well. you go. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, so if you didn't grow up doing this and, uh, you know, I grew up cooking and, um, that was a big influence on my life. And of course I, I kind of studied some classical stuff and then I went over to, you know, grilling and smoking and barbecuing and all that later on. Uh, but has the way you grill and now smoke stuff, um, is that affect the stuff you cook indoors too? I mean, when you actually cook something indoors? Yeah, absolutely. I would say. And now, and like I said, I didn't grow up necessarily with a lot of grilling, but I did grow up cooking. I've always been a big cook but it was all indoor cooking for the most part. Sure. Um, growing up. And then, but yeah, I would definitely say the, once I've got into grilling and, and smoking things, it's, it's affected a lot of stuff. Really, whenever it's nice in the nicer um, weather months, I'd probably say at least five or six days of the week, uh, typically the protein that I'll have with a meal, I'm grilling it or smoking it, you know, yeah. with something I'm cooking. I, I prefer to cook outside now um, versus if I have the chance, if I have the opportunity, you know, versus just cooking something inside. <laughs> I uh, I pretty much cook outside unless it's just terrible, awful weather. And we've got an over a patio that you can cook on. It's very open, but it's covered. And oh yeah, it, it just makes it so much easier than standing out in the rain or snow or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like most of you guys, I cook, I cook at least, I would say three to four meals outside every week. Not the complete meal, you know, I'm not going to cook the peas outside, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, and I've just found that, that that's just kind of over the years, just integrated that into my normal cooking routines. Uh, and it's just yep. part of it now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I would agree. I'm pretty similar. Yeah. No, that works out really well. So when you, um, when you were there at the competition and it's back in November, what do you think was your biggest uh, biggest high besides winning the championship? But I mean, what did you really get out of it? 
Oh my God. I mean, the experience was so cool to begin with. It was the farthest competition I personally have ever uh, traveled to compete in. And the whole weekend was really cool. We all got there, me and a couple buddies carpooled on the way out there that were also competing. And so we kind of made a whole week out of it, like a vacation. We, we were stopping at barbecue restaurants, like big, <laughs> big known, well-known ones on the way out there. And sure. We were stopping at stores and um, and then when we got there, it was just like, I mean, the, the group that we've kind of built up over the past year or two in our division is really tight knit. And there was a lot of, there was quite a few teams. Um, they call us, we're, we're from the mid Atlantic uh, area. And so we kind of have this, this group in the mid Atlantic and we started competing and getting, getting known a little bit with the, uh, with the Alabama group this past year. Yeah. Um, so several of them we knew from some competitions. And so, I want to say, I, just right off the top of my head, it was 30 teams. I want to say maybe 15 of the teams close to that was either a Mid-Atlantic or Alabama team. So we had a lot of the teams that were part of these, this group that we were all part of. Um, so it was really cool hanging out with everybody. But outside of actually winning the competition, the, the thing that was the, the biggest, I guess, that surprised me the most was um, chicken. I typically do really well in risk. Um, that's that's my strongest category. Sure. And chicken I have struggled with now for like a year and a half. It just seems like I forgot how to do chicken and I cannot seem to figure it out. And this year in particular, I had a, I pretty much showed up with a new chicken recipe to every single competition I did. And I just <laughs> couldn't get anything to stick. Like nothing would work. Um, and anyways, I re, I went back to the drawing board again to recreate it going into the world championship. And then, so to, I was, I really didn't even expect a call with it, but I thought if I did, maybe it'd be like, I'd like to get into the top 10 would be cool. But to come away with the first place chicken call there, I, w- I it just blew my mind because I had, I mean, it'd been over a year and a half since I've even had a call of chicken. Well, now Dennis, you got to confess here. <clears throat> you got to be honest with everybody. You really stopped by KFC, didn't you on the way? <laughs> I did, man. That classical original recipe, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the secret herbs. And- <laughs> yeah, 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> the colonel's got it going on. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. When you uh, when you do chicken, do you, you use uh, thighs or drums? Uh, I use thighs. Yeah. Yep. I think a lot of people like that. I'm I'm a drum guy. I love thighs, too, but. Um, and I know people listen to the show get tired of me saying this, but when you're having a party at home and if there's little kids around, always cook up a batch of drumsticks. Kids, kids, oh, yeah. kids will love those and it'll keep them busy while you guys are having fun. That's my thought. That's true. And it's nice. It's got a handle, you know, they're, yeah. easy to, they're, they're easier to eat. I, I just personally for competition, I have, uh, I've not been able to cook, um, drumsticks as well when I've practiced them and I, Although I guess, I guess I just said I hadn't got a call in a year and a half, but I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on on chicken thighs. However, <laughs> well, I think that's pretty amazing that you got you got the big goose egg kind of all year long, and then all of a sudden you go to the world and you knock it out of the park. So whatever you did yeah. there, you did it right. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> right. I'm very eager to test out that same recipe now going into this year. <laughs> Was it a recipe uh, that you based on your other work? prior to that or was it just take everything off the drawing board and and build from scratch uh it was stuff that i had done previously i changed the seasonings up a little on it and i went back to a technique that i used uh from a barbecue class that i took the previous year um i had talked with the guy and i we were kind of going back over his recipe and i was like well you know i'll I'll give it a you know i got nothing to lose so i'll give it a shot i was like you know i'm not getting chicken calls anyways 
So I changed the, the rubs a little bit and I went back to this old technique. And so it was, it was a combination of stuff I've done before in the past. Well, that works really well. Um, we're talking Absolutely. with Dennis Bowman here. He is the KCBS world champion, uh, invitational world champion um, in chicken and ribs. And now he's the Correct. world. Yep. Now he's the world champion. God, you can make that title any longer, you guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back on Barbecue Nation in just a couple minutes. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Support for Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. That's right. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Now, Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And here at Barbecue Nation, we have an exclusive offer for my listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code BBQ. That's BBQ at manscaped.com. So you see Manscaped hooked me up with a whole bunch of tools uh, and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Works out great. Manscaped has created the best Family jewel hair trimmer ever called the Lawnmower 3.0. Don't be scared. It works really well. And you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face as you use down there. That's just not good, kind of nasty. So the Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed up, cut free, and smelling nice. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts into their perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs, and that'll keep your family privates feeling fresh all day, and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. Oh, yeah. You know, when you work around a 400-degree grill like I do a lot, you do not want a brush fire. Trust me on that. So you want to keep trimmed up nice, Make a little landing strip if you need to. Doesn't matter. Just keep it clean and neat down there. Because a brush fire? Uh, no, you don't want that. Okay, so you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code barbecue, BBQ at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code barbecue at manscaped.com. That's BBQ, and that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Don't forget to use the code BBQ. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm your host, JT, and today we're talking with Dennis Bowman. Um, Dennis is a current world title holder from KCBS in the uh, at the Invitational in the Backyard Division. Um, we're trying to figure out off the air the proper way to say the title name to make it really succinct. And neither Dennis or I can figure that out. So anyway, you were talking about technique, Dennis, in the previous segment. Why don't you run us through your technique? Um, start with the chicken. And um, yep. 
you know, how do you do it? How do you prep it? How do you trim it of what you do? You know, do you soak it, marinate it, season it, whatever? Kind of take us through your chicken trip. Um, I usually, I, so up until this past year, I had uh, never injected chicken, but I did start injecting this year. Um, but I, in the trimming process, um, and I know that it's a, there's a big controversy over scraping the skin or don't scraping the skin. And I've, and I've done both and I've had the, uh, the chicken turn out well in both instances. However, when I do scrape the chicken, I have never had an issue with the, uh, with getting bite through skin ever. And I have once in a while had an issue when I don't, when I don't scrape it. So to me, I'm just like, I'm just going to scrape it as an insurance policy. Um, so I always scrape the, uh, the skin and I, I trim my chicken thighs down, um, a little smaller than most people do. I usually have quite, I mean, I could probably fit nine of them in the box, honestly, instead of six. Um, do you use boneless but, uh, or do you use boneless or bone in? Bone in. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I use bone in. And so I'll, you know, uh, scrape the, uh, scrape the skin off that. And, uh, and then, like I said, this year I started injecting the chicken at that point. And so then I'll cover the bottom and the top, obviously, uh, liberally with a, with a dry rub. And, uh, and then put them in the pans. And at that point, pretty much you now, the, the basically the thing I've changed a lot in the past year um, at each competition is the timing on on the chicken being exposed to the smoke versus being wrapped. Because I cook a little hotter than most people. Like my my uh, smoker usually runs it, it, it's running some usually between three hundred and three fifty at the most. Sure. Um, I'd probably say on average it's sitting around at 325 mark. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little hotter than most people. Um, so that's what I've tried to, you know, bounce the timing around with. Um, but I'll, I'll leave the chicken exposed to the smoke just in the pan uh, for about 45 minutes. And then at that point, I'll add butter into the pan and then cover it up and wrap it. Um, and, and I believe at the end of the season, I start, I reduced that time a little cause it was overcooking the chicken. And now I'm, I'm more around 30 to 35 minutes wrapped before I'll pull it out. Okay. And then at that point, it's uh, you all have the sauce and as, as you're probably familiar with dunking the chick, I, um, I don't like to brush it or anything like that. I'll just dunk the chicken thighs into, into the sauce, put it back onto the smoker just to set for five minutes or so. Sure. And, uh, and then it's ready to go in the box at that point. Good. Yes. That's actually a, a pretty interesting technique. I like that a lot. Um, of course, I, I'm a dunker anyway, man. You know, I'm always dunking stuff yeah. and sauces to try to try new stuff. So uh, it's like that. So what do you do with your ribs to jump to those? You 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 score the back. Do you peel the filament? Do you walk us through how you do your ribs too? Yeah, so I uh, I always cook with St. Louis ribs, and so I'll cut them into the um, a St. Louis cut and tear the membrane off the back. Um, and then at the at that point, it's you know covering the the fronts and backs with the uh, with the dry rub. It's you know it's pretty much just it's all cut perfectly into a rectangle at that point. Sure. Um, cover the front and back into a dry rub, and again I'm cooking a little hotter. It's the same temperature that I mentioned with the chicken, and uh, so I'll put the the uh, ribs on and. I really only cook those ribs for an hour and 15 minutes exposed. And then I'll wrap them in butter, brown sugar, um, and honey and only put those on for an hour more. And then they're done. I mean, they're almost fall off the bone at that point. And so I cook my ribs a lot faster than most of the cooks. It's kind of funny when I'm at a competition because it only takes me you know, two to two and a half hours 
to do those, a lot of times guys have already have already had the ribs on the grill for an hour or so, and they're pulling them off, wrapping them, and I still haven't even put my ribs on the grill yet. Yeah. You know, I'm just like prepping on the table. It used to make me nervous when I first saw that because I was like, am I behind schedule here? Like, what, what's going on exactly? <laughs> well, that's when you learn, like in every, every type of competition, um, you know, when you're first starting to do those things and you look around and somebody over here is doing, they're at this step of their process, Somebody on your right over here is at this step of their process. Those two people are fairly close in what they're doing. And you're over here, you know, still just putting rubs on and stuff. Um, it can freak you out a little bit if you. if you, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's funny because one of the very first competitions, it was only the second competition I ever did. But it was the first one. The first competition I ever did was just a, a, an MBN, a Memphis cook, and it was a backyard cook for them. So it was only ribs. So the first, the second competition I did actually had pork in it. So it was going to be sort of an overnight cook. And I remember this was years ago. I want to say my timeline, I, I was probably starting this pork at like, I don't know, like two in the morning or something like sure. that. And everyone had left, and I was like, I was going to sleep on a cot at the site. And I was like, all right, you know, we'll see you guys in the morning. And these guys next to me threw their pork butts on at like 9 o'clock at night. And I started freaking. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm doing this all wrong. i got to be doing this completely wrong. And uh, it almost made me sick. I was so worried about it. And I remember I just got on my phone and started watching YouTube videos about how to cook pork. And I watched videos for like the next hour or two until I thought I was like, no, no, I'm done. I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, that's the blessing of technology too, because you've got an instant resource there in your hand to check what you're doing. If you think you've overlooked something or not on schedule or whatever the issue is, you can always, exactly. you know, there's about 14 billion, um, videos and uh pieces of information on youtube so you know if you can't find it on there you probably shouldn't be doing it anyway <laughs> exactly you can, you can build a car from scratch just off youtube videos nowadays. oh yeah oh yeah <clears throat> i just wondered where the hell youtube was when we bought like our first pieces of ikea furniture years ago because they weren't there <laughs> yeah Man, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because nowadays, if I can't figure something out, if it's, a, if it's a home project or anything, I just immediately pull up a YouTube video real quick. You know? oh, yeah. like, oh, okay, that's how you do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 We're going to take another break, and Dennis Bowman and I will be back uh, here in just a few minutes on Barbecue Nation. Stay with us. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and you're listening to us on the Sun Radio Networks. Today, we got Dennis Bowman. We're going to try that title one more time, Dennis, so hang on here. Dennis is the current... <laughs> KCBS world champion from the Invitational uh, in the rib and chicken divisions and the backyard people. I didn't for, I almost forgot the backyard thing there. So, so <laughs> we, we got it. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. 
<coughs> excuse me, uh, beef just like your grandpa used to raise and beef the way nature intended it to be. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also our friends at Gunter Wilhelm Knives, David Malik and his crew back there. Great people, great knives. Check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. Talking with Dennis Bowman today, KCBS World Champion. Um, it's the Invitational in the Backyard Chicken and Ribs Division. And I wonder how you would put that on a business card. It'd be maybe on the back of the card. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just say World Champ and just leave it yeah. at that. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> So, so as, long, as long as it doesn't in the backyard category, I don't want to take that away from the master series. Right. Also. Right. Right. Absolutely. So in your barbecue, you know, travels and, um, experiences, what have you learned? Um, I would say through, I would, I mean, overall, and it's been through competitions more than anything um, that I've been exposed to, but I would just say the techniques and flavor profiles that a lot of people don't know are out there. I mean, uh, the majority of people, when I, when we get talking about barbecue, just um, an average person really doesn't even know there's a whole lot other than Sweet Baby Ray's for barbecue stock. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and the amount of rubs, like I try to talk about, you know, barbecue rubs and I'm like, Oh, like, you know, just, you know, just like a salt, pepper and sugar and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but there's just so many different flavors and there's finishing dust. There's not that like some of it's a little too much, I'm sure for people to, um, to really get into at home and they may not even have the desire to do that. But I would say the amount of techniques that makes the food so much better and all those flavor profiles that when I have people over and I cook, Typically, they're like, oh, my God, and it'll just blow people away. And I just feel like it's just those little things that I've picked up, a lot of it from competitions over time that, you know, all those all those tiny little techniques and flavor profiles that a lot of people don't know and you go on to learn when you're trying to compete to, to be competitive um, with other cooks, uh, really take the, the food to the next level because it kind of has to. Well, absolutely. And like you said, you know, and we've talked about it many, many times on the show with uh, other guests is that you probably wouldn't serve at home what you serve for the competitions because you're, you're trying to hone in those specific flavors. You, you use probably more seasonings and stuff in the competition, you know, like that. I mean, Amy Mills told me yeah. one time, she said, you know, I know when I've been judging too many barbecue contests because I can't get the rings off my finger because my hands are so <laughs> swollen from all the salt and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I get, right. yeah, I get that, but it yeah. is. Now I'll, yeah. Go I ahead. Mean, I'll use, you know, some basic rubs, you know, obviously at home that I think have great flavor, but yeah, like, like chicken, I would never prep chicken like I do for a competition at home. There's no way I would ever do that. It's right. so much work. It's just, it's not, it's uncalled for, you know? Yeah. And you, you know, unless it's your immediate family, you probably don't like those people that much anyway, so that you're cooking for. So, you, <laughs> you, you know, you, you kind of tone it down a bit in the, in the prep. What have you learned about yourself, Dennis, when you're in during this competition time? Um, I feel like I've learned, I mean, I always knew I'm very competitive and I always knew I was competitive, but, um, I learned more about how, how like the, the way that I overcome things and losing drives me to win more than anything. 
Um, and, and a big example of that is when I, when I first started, I didn't really have great success. I got a few calls the first couple competitions and it was enough to totally get me hooked and obsessed with it. Oh, sure. Um, but I wasn't doing great. And then I went on this, this, uh, this year and a half stinge, like two years into competing where I didn't get a call at any contest. And I just, and, it, and I was just, it was terrible. And then, and it all accumulated with the last two contests in that year and a half period. I came in almost dead last in everything. And after the last one, I was just so pissed off at myself. And because I knew I could do better than that. And, uh, and I think I had just gotten too complacent on the recipes I was using at the time. And so after that last one, I, I had 11 weeks before the next competition. And I ripped up everything I'd worked on for years. And I was like, I'm just going to start from scratch and I'm going to break this out and make everything so simple. You know, what are we focused on? It's taste, tenderness, and appearance. So I'd work on taste. I'd be like, what, what is taste? There's sweetness, there's saltiness, there's savoriness. And then I would break that up. Be like, how do you get savoriness? What flavors make savoriness? What, what are the flavors that are making sweetness? And I broke out everything and I tested rib recipes for every week for those 11 weeks, every weekend, I would go into the weekend with different recipes to test. And, uh, and anyways, coming out of it. And ever since then, um, I mean, my ribs have been on five. I almost, almost always get calls and ribs. They've been extremely successful ever since I went on that 11 week, you know, endeavor. And I tried yeah. to do something similar this year with chicken and it didn't pay off up until the world championship, but I guess at least it paid off by then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, but you know, again, because you know, Dennis, with your rib thing there, you know, the kind of the holistic people sometimes talk about a body cleanse. Well, you did a rib cleanse uh, for yeah. those eleven weeks, you know, to get to get your act back together on that. Yeah, and I mean, I was trying to consume as much. I was reading. I bought books. I was reading books and looking at recipes in books. I was watching hours of, of footage online. I would go to the forums online and where people would search something about flavors or competition. And I would just read through the comments because you'll find a comment sometime once in a while that someone will make in there that that's a good suggestion or sure. it was just so much work I put into trying to figure out how to get these ribs to just be explosive, you know? Um, and I feel like I did a great job at, at creating that recipe through that time. But anyway, that perseverance, you know, the, it was, it was all that losing that I was like this. No, I, I'm better than this. I know I can correct this. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Dennis Bowman from Bowman's Button Barbecue, current uh, KCBS world champion at the Invitational in in the backyard division for both chicken and ribs, and he got the he got the number one call on both of those divisions. And um, you know that's something that that even in the backyard world, which is fairly new as in a KCBS. But I doubt if you get the um, let's just call it a double call on that for both entities, chicken and ribs, yeah. at the same competition. That's kind of a unique thing. It's unheard of. I mean, I've never um, – it, it was funny. There was – uh, I believe some of the guys from Alabama that were there, they said they'd seen that at one or two competitions before, but it's extremely rare to be able to sweep a competition like that. But then to do it at the World Invitational when – I mean, basically, we have all the the best teams that qualified to be there. It wasn't you know, it wasn't just a local competition that we had five great teams and ten mediocre teams. You know, it was just it was the best competition there. It was, it was just unheard of. I was absolutely in shock. So, do you, does does your team have as much fun as Russell does? Russell was on the show uh, <laughs> last week or the week before. I can't remember because of the storm and stuff. I'm a little discombobulated because of that. 
But I, those yeah. boys from Alabama have a lot of fun. I can tell you that. They do. Yeah, I think uh, I think they realize how much. I, like I was telling you, we're kind of the Mid Atlantic group, and they're the Alabama group. I think they uh, we had um, one of our guys that he travels more than any of us um, to further competitions. Um, uh, Lem's Meat Varnish uh, is, is his team and his company is a soft company. And he traveled down there this past summer and basically lived in Alabama for like a month or two down there, just going to competitions and got real tight with all those guys. And then another one of our guys, Dave Dick, went down and competed. And uh, anyways, I think they realized, hey, they were like, you guys are kind of similar to us. You guys are here to have a great time. So then at the end of the season, all those Alabama guys ended up coming up to the Mid-Atlantic for one of our competitions to end the season before the world championship that was. Yeah, Russ said that. And... uh and I do know those boys have fun down there. Um, yeah. And your friend that spent a month down there, that probably changed his life in more ways he in the more ways than he would really like to admit. You know? Oh, I'm sure. He was, <laughs> he was, he was loving it. <laughs> Did he come back with a deep Southern drawl when he was talking, y'all and all that? I think he came back with an Alabama driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I really wouldn't doubt it. So what, what do you, when you're looking to the future, what do you see for Dennis and his crew? What do you, what do you see there as far as barbecue? Um, so for competition wise, um, what ideally what I'd like to do is I'm going to stay in the division, the backyard division, at least this year. Um, and if, if I'm still doing well and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're still staying at the top and somewhat consistent, um, I'd like to start moving into master series, uh, possibly next year. Uh, maybe I'll start dabbling in the, in a competition or two to kind of move over within the next year or two into that division. And then, um, long-term, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm working on getting a trailer. I'd like a backwards trailer, uh, with a smoker on the back that I could utilize for competitions, but I could also do catering events and, and, um, you know, food truck type stuff sure. out of it that I could, I could do on the weekends and, and kind of just do that as a as a hobby on the side and kind of see where that goes as well. That's kind of my my long-term goal that I have right now for both of those. What kind of cooker are you using? I didn't ask that yet. Um so I have a it's a it's a pull behind trailer smoker. It's pretty big and it's a it's a reverse flow um offset stick burner. Sure. So I'm burning a, a live fire the whole time in it. Do you take um, take your wood with you or do you grab some when you're wherever you're at? Yeah, I take it with me. I'll chop it up before we leave and uh, put it. There's a basket on the back side of it. And uh, so I'll, I have it measured down to actually how many sticks per hour I burn. I, typically, I go through 3.5 sticks a, an hour. So I'll figure out what meats I'm cooking and how long I'll be cooking. And I'll cut up that much wood and bring that with me. Um, we're going to be back with wrap up uh, Barbecue Nation this week with Dennis Bowman. And Dennis is going to stick around for after hours. So we'll be back in just a minute here on the Barbecue Nation Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to 
Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today we're talking with Dennis Bowman, current world champion in the Backyard Series from KCBS in the Chicken and Ribs Division at the Invitational. Dennis's team is Bowman Butts and Barbecue. Do you have any team members that work with you all the time? Um, so primarily, I'm the main cook, and I'd probably say it uh, at least half the competition, if not more this past year, I was just by myself. Yeah. Um, however, my dad, if I do have help, my dad tries to go to as many as he can uh, when he's not working. Now, he's retiring this year, so I think he'll probably be going to a lot more with me um, after that. But he's usually the one that's there helping me at most competitions. Otherwise, it's just myself. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's legal. That's legal. And when dad comes and dad's finally retired and mom's at home, you know, that's two coolers of beer for the weekend, not just one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works out pretty good that way. I, I've seen a few of those. So um, hold on here. Let me find this. <clears throat> what do you find is the toughest part of the competition, Dennis, for you? It, it varies with people. But what do you think the toughest part of competing is? Um, it seems like it's almost like, uh, it kind of seems like golf, you know, where like, like once you find, once you figure out your short game, your long game goes. And then once you figure out your long game, your short game goes, Yeah, it seems like staying consistent is the hardest part. Uh, like I said, like the chicken struggle I had this past year, all of a sudden I wasn't really changing anything, but then chicken, I just couldn't get a call all of a sudden. Um, and, uh, it's, it's worked like that a lot with chicken and pork for me um staying consistent seems to be the hardest part my ribs typically do a good job of that the other meat um but on top of that the backyard division as a whole and i guess it's because there's been more emphasis put on it now in the last um couple of years and then obviously this past year now that kcbs has um has made a team of the year event and also a world championship for the backyarders um a lot of teams are not going pro and staying backyard and also yep. The teams that are competing backyard, you know, five, six years ago, even kind of when I started four or five years ago, for the most part, there was only a couple teams that were really competitive. And the rest of it was just like a lot of locals or, hey, they're having a barbecue competition and they got a, you know, an amateur division. I'll just go out and cook some ribs with that also. But the guys that are that the majority of the teams now that are competing um, are like myself where they're traveling. They're putting a lot of practice in on weekends constantly. They're, they're practicing building boxes. Like they're, they're putting in work as if we're master series teams, but in the, in the backyard division. So it's, it's challenging to keep up with the competition level at this point. Also you get, you know, it's not, it's not the same backyard division as it was four or five years ago. Now, I don't know all of the criteria, you know, truthfully to the nth degree, are there any regulations or rules concerning um, when you're in the, the backyard, i.e. the amateur division, about sponsorship and things? Uh, no, there's not. not um, oh, that's the, good. There's only three. Yeah, actually, a lot of us have started. That's another thing that's really changed from a couple of years ago. A lot of us have sponsorships now. Um, and, I mean, the teams that are kind of in our group that I see, I mean, all winter, it seems like every week or so, one of the guys is, you know, hey, now we're sponsored by like people have been getting sponsorships like crazy all uh, through the off season. Um, so there's a lot of that now in the backyard division. The only real criteria I in don't it's something like this. I may be off on one of these, but um, in order to be able to still compete backyard, um, you can't compete in three or more master series competitions in a 12 month span 
Um, you can't, you couldn't have competed a master series and won a grand championship or a reserve grand championship as part of a master series team. And then I also, this is the one that may be off. I want to say it's like 12 or 13, somewhere right in there. Once you've competed as a master series team, like 12 or 13 times, then you're no longer eligible to be backyard as well. But as long as you clear those three, then you're still, um, you're still able to cook sure. uh, as a backyard team. Sure. Cause I know in so many other sports, you were talking about golf. Um, I, I like to golf. I have a golf show and stuff, but the, you have to be careful if you're a college golfer or an amateur golfer uh, about, you know, even like getting clubs from different companies and stuff. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's very difficult. I also came out of the horse business and you couldn't have, you, you know, you could win prize money as an amateur, but the money was always very limited on that versus in the open divisions. Uh, but you could not accept money for like working with horses and stuff. So different sports have different regulations, but I think they're being very lenient at KCBS about the backyard series. I wouldn't be surprised if down the road, maybe that tightened up a little bit, not too much, but a yeah. little, little bit. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. And, uh, and there could be one or two things I'm missing in there, but I think that's the main criteria. That, yeah. That, but other than that, um, there's not a, there's not a whole lot of things that, you know, that, that, that they, um, I guess, hold hold the uh, amateurs off from. Sure. Dennis, what would be your, your, your ultimate goal in barbecue? Um, my ultimate goal would probably be, I mean, I like to, um, I really like competing and I want to keep competing and move up into the master series. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very competitive. And ultimately I would just like to be able to compete at the master series level and also be consistent and, um, possibly win a world championship at that level also. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really cool, especially since now I'm the first, you know, I won the first ever world invitational for backyard. It would be really cool to be the first person to, um, win it for backyard and master series. That would be insane. Well, that would definitely get you a picture on the wall. Maybe not just at the post office, but in the KCBS <laughs> building or in national barbecue news or somewhere. It would certainly. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, believe me, there's uh, not to deflate you, but there's not a lot of uh, criteria for putting your mugshot on Facebook. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you know how to click your mouse on about three different things, you can usually get that done. So that, yeah, you're spot on. Dennis, um, how can people, you know, can they find you on Facebook? Do you have a website? What's going on there so people can check out your work? Uh, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a Facebook page that I'm running right now. It's um, facebook.com slash Bowman BBQ. Uh, and that's where I put all my competition stuff and cooking. And then um, I also have an Instagram page that I really put nothing but grilling and, and smoking for the most part. And, um, my handle on there is also uh, Bowman's BBQ. There you go. There you go. Dennis Bowman, world champion from Bowman's Button Barbecue. I bet you, you know, probably at some truck stops, if you've got that on the side of your car or your smoker, that might raise a few eyebrows. But um, yeah, from time to time, <laughs> I have to try to explain that a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're mobile. I'll put it that way. Um, Dennis yeah. is Dennis is going to come back for the after hours. That's going to wrap it up for the first hour this week on Barbecue Nation. Uh, we've got a second hour for those affiliates who carry both hours coming up in just a couple minutes. 
And until then, uh, we wish you well, and we'll be back next week with more Barbecue Nation right here on the Barbecue Nation Radio Network. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.